Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In each podcast we'll be ignoring the important issues of the day and rambling through a variety of topics. And hopefully we'll be able to convince some guests to take part too. Hi Lippy, this is our third episode, would you believe? Crazy, three whole weeks of rambling. <laughs> three whole weeks, who three would have thought, weeks. who would have thought? Um, I see the download tally has tailed off a little bit, uh, but we've certainly got two dedicated listeners. Um, I've had communication from both of them in the last week. So that makes three dedicated. Had a lovely lunch with one of them today. Fantastic, fantastic. So. So that's good. So my my very very old friend in Australia, we've known each other for quite a long while. He's uh, he's the tomato man. Has yes. had some very bizarre theories about tomatoes, and uh, he's uh, he's agreed to come on as a guest at some point. Uh, and of course, we've got two other guests as well. We've got um, Death Stare, who may or may not be related to both of us. Ah. Uh. Yes, and the frozen camper, who is also related to both of us, and we'll do camping in a in a few weeks. So hopefully we'll get to both Destair Tomato Cutter and uh, the frozen camper on sometime soon. They're great nicknames. They are well. It takes takes a while to come up with them, but uh, <laughs> actually it doesn't at all. Uh, no. So you had some uh, news about mince pies following I our did. bit last week. See, I thought I'd have a little look into it, which I probably should have done before we had a chat about it, but I have discovered the real reason why we have mince pies at Christmas. Oh, pray tell. Yes, because it's, it's a very old tradition, having mince pies. It was um, actually a meat pie, so actual meat uh, in the pie instead of what we have today. Um, but the very wealthy used to use it as a sign of their wealth, so they would have very extravagant looking mince pies and they would have these on the uh, one pie which would last them the 12 days up to Christmas. So that is where the mince pie comes in. Comes in. I see. So I was right, basically, that well, you should, should only have mince pies in December. The thing I thought about this is, yes, but... If you're going to do it in tradition, then you should be eating a meat pie. So if we're able to change the meat to a sweeter mince of fruit, why can't we change it to have it for the three months up to Christmas rather than the 12 days? You have a valid point, but it is still wrong. <laughs> I don't think well, we're, we're never going to come to the bottom never, of this. We're never, never going to agree on this. But I actually quite quite fancy the idea of, min, of a meat pie mm. um, or some other sort of pie I suppose in the 12 days up to Christmas and I, I seem to be bombarded with pie adverts on social media at the moment so uh, maybe, maybe that's the answer maybe there's a business there where you send out a pie a day I do worry so, though would a meat pie last 12 days that's a very good question so I mean if you go back in time to the time they're talking about uh, there were preservatives that we have in food oh, nowadays but I guess they were but... probably less worried about the fact that well, when you look at you know some of the the ships, um, you know around again pirate era that sort of thing, um, Nelson ships, the food was often heavily salted to try and keep it unmaggoted, let's put it that way, and quite often the sailors would eat in the dark so they couldn't see what they're eating. So mm. It's um, 
Yes, yeah, so, so modern day you probably could get away with it, but you know preservatives aren't that natural, so uh, maybe maybe not. But a game pie, you know, you'd hang game for a period of time before True. cooking it. Um, who knows? Um, I'm not sure it's an experiment we should try though. Oh no. No. We have one. We can have a new pie every day. That would be good. That would be good. A different type of pie. Yeah, turkey pie. Oh no, that's after, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I also had an email from uh, a, a listener um, about the. Well, he rambled on about many things. He'd actually he would did. be a very good co-host for this show. I think. <laughs> ability to ramble and and phenomenally well described things is is pretty pretty awesome uh but he was talking about the marmite and peanut butter mashup mm, now i think well he loves marmite that's that's for sure he also likes peanut butter but i su- suspect from his email there's a bit of digestive distress after eating that <laughs> um it's something i've never experienced from peanut butter so that was a bit a bit, a bit odd but um, during lockdown early this year uh his his wife bought a marmite and peanut butter mashup as he calls it uh i did try some he says and here is my review this product is proof that the devil finds work for idle hands it takes two splendid products combines them and in doing so doesn't do it very well the sensation in the cake hole is completely so not what the mind imagined it would be the nausea i felt was like the one and only time i took a bite from a well-known donut and that was the only part of the whole email i was shocked by because that well-known donut is one of my favorites Uh, yes slightly odd but you know each to their own Mm. Um, he then goes on about what should happen to the eventer Oh, sorry, the inventor, not eventer, inventor. Um, but I'm not going to repeat that. Because there is quite... no swearing on this podcast. Well, no swearing, but it is quite specific. And yeah. um, yes, other people have got a lot of trouble with that sort of thing. <laughs> I, there was then a follow-up email uh, to, to borrow and adapt a great quote from Jurassic Park. And this was Jeff Goldblum. The product makers were so preoccupied with whether they could mash up Marmite and peanut butter, they didn't stop to think if they should. Mm. Very wise words, I would said. Very wise words. But, um, yeah, so that was that was very good to uh, to receive that little bit. Uh, sounds like he's enjoying our show immensely. So that's that's three. Nice to hear. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Anyway, last week in the last week, any notable events? I had a job interview. Fantastic. On my notes, I have put job interview dash got a job because I was meant to find out today, but I haven't had anything yet. So we're going to stick with, <laughs> I had a job interview, <laughs> probably no job. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? It is worth reminding our uh, three listeners that uh, one of the reasons for doing this podcast was um, because you are at the Jobber. moment a lady of leisure. Lady that lunches, as you did today. Do you know what? I lunched today with a cocktail. That is how lady of leisure I am at the moment. (laughs) That's quite impressive, actually. Overlooking Portsmouth Harbour, which is delightful. Even in the rain? Oh, no. Well, it was. It looked nice. I was inside, obviously. Yeah. 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 So, uh, as a reminder, if you do have job vacancies for senior office administrators... Um, or somebody who you need just to be a bit bossy, then uh, Lippy's your person. (laughs) Anything else of note from last week? Our massive Aldi open down the road. That sounds very exciting. I got there 
but 9.30 on the day I opened, it was a queue. It was so busy. I was in absolute shock, but it was, it was quite a beautiful moment because I walked in and it was like I was the first person in the store. They were constantly restocking. So all of the products were basically flat to the shelves and everything was brand new and there was so much in there, but it was probably the best day of my whole life. My 24 really? years of living, it was the best day. <laughs> I'm slightly concerned that uh, the shelves were could be seen on Sleeping with the Enemy. It, the yeah, it was very, the all the labels at the front, all of the products nicely stacked until I went in and took them all off, obviously. Yes, and, and the good news is we've just opened an Instagram uh, account, yeah, so, uh, so we you'll be slapping some photos up, well, in time for the release of this on uh, Friday, which yeah, is quite definitely. exciting. So. I think the picture of the alcohol was probably the most aesthetically pleasing. And did you disturb it? No, obviously not. Very, very good. I didn't, I'm, I'm fully stocked always, so I didn't need any more. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we had a, a, a couple of notable incidences in this week. Um, so Thursday, the day you were at Audi, and in fact, you phoned to say you just purchased something, oh, which which caused wife of Grumpy, who was driving, we've got a, a soft-top Volvo, uh, the wrong way. So we ended up going down a road that was closed, so I had to take a detour, along with half of the village's traffic, um, past some major building sites as well so it was utter chaos as we're driving along this quite narrow lane there's a car coming very fast in the opposite direction and so wife of grumpy moved over in the road didn't spot because it was quite dark there was a tree hanging down um the tree scraped along the bonnet hit the windscreen bounced <laughs> over the windscreen and then smacked me on the top of the head uh, which That's was so somewhat unpleasant and a bit of a shock, to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so at this point I thought it'd probably be a good idea to turn around and go home. But uh, we, we soldiered on and uh, went and had lunch in a, in a pub at, uh, on Chichester Harbour, which is one we've been to many times, um, where, to cut the story a little bit shorter, I was bitten by a dog. <laughs> Um, I did hear. I heard about the dog. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I. It was just one of those things. I think I was. Uh, it was growling at me. I tried to appease it, and it uh, obviously wasn't in the mood to be appeased. I think the issue here was if a dog growls at you, don't try and touch it. Well, I, I didn't. I, well, I do what I normally do, and I'll never do again, which is just to hold sniff. my hand out so it has a sniff. Mm. And it worked the first time, but the second time I got up, it obviously thought I was a bit tasty. So, uh, <laughs> it liked uh, the smell the first liked, time. <laughs> liked the smell of it, yes. But no damage done, I'm pleased to say. Uh, and on the same day, there was a one of the British Airways 747s that have just been retired. Uh, it was landing at Dunsfold Park. Uh, so you're probably best known for Top Gear circuit there. And it will be used as a film location. There's one there, I think that's been there about... 10 15 years and has been well used so they removed the engines because there's quite a lot of money in the engines and apparently the runway is too short for them to take off so I've heard that. yeah so you, you wouldn't get it back out again in, in one piece uh so that was quite exciting but interesting that there is planning permission on that site for a very large number of houses um and it seems odd that they're landing a 747 in there if they're in fact going to be building on it so maybe it's delayed the whole thing um and, and also there's a charity fun run 
fun run. 10K is not a fun run, really, is it? It's more of a 10K slog. is not a fun run. Well, we've both done that, and we know that what happens. We, we know. <laughs> yes. It's, two, it's the second lap, because it's not a whole 10K, it's two 5Ks. Yes. And it's once you've done that first 5K, you know you have to do that thing all over again mentally. That was the hardest part of the run. It's really hard. It's very hard. What's, what's a lot easier is marshalling. Which uh, it, I've done. Which we will both be doing. Five years, we'll both be doing on the 22nd of November. So that's hopefully it's not pouring with rain because that's could be very damp, cold, and miserable at the I end of the I think I'd runway. rather that than do a 10k still because you would be doing the 10k in that. So uh, uh, yes, you're you're right. We had one year where we had uh, there was quite a wind blowing down the runway, and I think the the top runners their time was five minutes off what they would normally do and that was purely because of running two miles into the wind you know you could stand up and lean back into it it was yeah mm. quite uh, quite quite strong and unfortunately a couple of people decided it was a good idea to set up and not have any breakfast and run and then mm. collapsed about halfway down but, um, hopefully we won't have that this, this year no okay. hopefully have they um put some big cones over the landing lights uh, I knew you were yeah. going to bring that up, and I am not prepared to discuss that incident. Oh. Maybe that's one for another day. Well, I think that photo definitely needs to be added to Instagram. At yes, some you're point. Right. yes, you're right. Yes, we'll plan this in for another day. Maybe the week before we actually do the marshalling, or the week after, we might have some good stories from it. Very true. Anyway, enough of uh, this week. I have no news from the allotment, as it poured with rain most of the weekend, and uh, I didn't get down there, so. Hopefully it's not too overgrown. Uh, Saturday this week is supposed to be quite nice, so uh, harvest the last of the beans and, and start winterising up. Uh, any news from the sewing room? Well, I've got some early, lovely early Christmas present. Oh, who was that from? <laughs> from the lovely Grumpy. Yeah. And mother. Uh, yes, I've got a brand new sewing machine. How exciting. <laughs> Super exciting. I haven't quite got around to threading it yet because it does need a lot of concentration and it's a bit trickier than my I had a quite a mini machine that was quite easy just stick it on loop it round and it was done this one looks a bit more difficult so I read the manual all the way through very good and then tomorrow is the day I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and give it a, give it a little thread so um this new one I've got does letters so it will sew letters in so I can start my brand in so I'll get a little picture of that Excellent. On our Instagram. Very good. Oh well, that will be exciting. So hopefully yeah. we'll see some uh, see some products coming out soon. Yeah, that's not if I don't if I can't do it. Of course. If I end up if I end up not being able to thread this machine, I may have a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what YouTube is for. I'm sure somebody's done it, and I'll be able to watch something. Um, and... I'm sure they yes. And there's there's something on youtube to fix any problem i've discovered mm. um yes even your Hopefully. sister managed to change an alternator on a on a mitsubishi shogun from uh, youtube i don't even know what that is that is not something i'd be able to do <laughs> well it involves opening the bonnet which is not your strongest point is it no anyway enough of the the chit chat mm. our features for this week yes so halloween first one halloween so when Oh, Halloween will be tomorrow when people are listening. Oh, yes, it will, yes. It will be. Yes, we're a little bit ahead, but it will be tomorrow. I do love Halloween. I think it's one of the better holidays. Well, it's not holiday, really, is it? You don't get the day off or anything, but 
is mainly because I get a bowl of sweets that are for children that disappear before Halloween <laughs> every time. I think you're missing the spirit of it by eating the children's sweets. That's, that's... Oh, no, I've replaced them. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but we, I've, I've gone through one of the multi-packs already and replaced it three times um, in my Halloween bowl. It's going to be a bit different this year, though. I'm not really sure how... I think we're going to have to leave the bowl outside and just hope that the children take one or two and not the whole bowl. Yeah, there's, there's various things locally. Uh, we've got a Halloween trail that goes through the village. Um, there's some houses that have been uh, dressed up in a spooky manner. That's put in, not the spooky manner, a spooky manner. And um, a little bit like the classic cars in September. So uh, so that, that'll be quite interesting. Um, but I don't think they're encouraging people to leave stuff out for obvious reasons, which I'll is a bit of shame. So you're just going to have to eat them. Oh, yeah, maybe we won't put them out. I'll just, I'll eat them all up. Yeah, probably the probably the safest thing to do in some yeah. ways, and not in others. So, uh, Lockdown uh, doesn't make a difference, does it? If I yeah. doesn't matter how much I eat, it sort of does, but uh, and certainly lots of sugar. Personally, <laughs> I never understood the attraction of Halloween. Well, I uh, did a bit of, bit of back research on why it's a, a thing in the first place because when we picked this topic, I did think to myself, I would like how did it come about because it is a very strange like people dressing up and knocking on people's doors is odd but that actually had nothing to do with the original reason that halloween was celebrated this is the earliest kind of description i could find of it actually started with the celts about two thousand years ago and um obviously it wasn't called halloween it was called you're going to have to help me with this, Samhain? I think it's Samhain, yes. Samhain, yeah. yes. Um, and we're celebrated in what now is known Ireland, United Kingdom, Northern France. And this was because their New Year was on November 1st. So oh. the 31st of October was the last day of the year. Obviously, that's why the first is the New Year. Yes. But it was the celebration of the end of the summer harvest before going into the dark, cold winter. Okay. That time was also associated with death because it was winter, not modern housing, cold, people die. So on the New Year's Eve for them, the night before, the Southern. So the Druids built a huge sacred bonfire, burnt all of their crops. They used to wear the animals' faces and the skins of the animals and burnt their like organs and insides. Um, and this was to help tell each person's fortune for the winter months so they would know how their winter was going to be. So that is why they did it. So there's none of this trick-or-treating, none of this... The dressing up, I think, is taken from that. But if I saw a little kid with a pig mask on, I think I would probably have a panic attack. I'm not sure about you, but that wouldn't be... It, it wouldn't be the sort of thing you'd want to see on a... Well, certainly on a Saturday, Saturday evening... Uh, it's it's interesting how how did you get from burning crops to wandering around mm-hmm. with a uh, demanding sweets or menace? Definitely, where the trick or treat bit came from. That, that's quite interesting. They from the article I read, it kind of when it got Americanized, that's when all of the other small little bits started coming into it. Interesting. I mean, I always view it as a as a very American thing rather than 
than the British thing that's just been commercialised here, to be honest, and ended up with all sorts of plastic skeletons littering around the house for for the remaining part of the year, which does seem a bit pointless. We did have many years ago, we had this um, bowl that was battery operated that as you put your hand into it, the skeletons came out. Yeah, exactly. Which (laughs) terrified a few children, which um, I I kind of think is the point, really. Yeah, well, it was. It was meant to be more of like a sacred event and it was the boundary between the living and the dead um, and kind of trying to keep them at bay rather than all of this sweets and and trick-or-treating side of it. Yeah, well, it's fair to say there is a massive amount of information on Wikipedia about Halloween. So it's it's quite, it goes back a long way, and it It is interesting. Um, Interesting to see where these bits come from Mm. um, and how different festivals from different generations then sort of, in some cases, merge together, uh, as you were saying, and then uh, form some sort of commercial... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> surprise where uh yes a bit like fireworks and stuff like that but uh, yeah interesting i won't be trick-or-treating this this year i've decided a bit too old a bit too scary and a bit too grumpy to be honest the best bit is the sweets and i've already done that so yeah although i do like fancy dress well yeah yeah i quite like a fancy dress party but uh mm. wandering around the streets in october in a flimsy fancy dress outfit it's not not really my thing at all. No. To be Although it would scare a lot of people. Yes, it would do. Yeah, but not walking around normally scares people and dogs. I found out this week, obviously <laughs> yeah. terrifies them. I mean, my one memory from a few years ago is where everybody went out and left me, and the house had been decorated. So there was a constant stream of children banging on the door, and I got so fed up, and I just left the bowl on the doorstep. And uh, I remember. Yeah, well, I remember well, going out. just getting up and down every thirty seconds is uh, is not my idea of fun, quite frankly. But, um, I should have just turned all the lights off, brought the bo- oh, well, the decorations. I think I may have done that. Mm. At one point. <laughs> just shut the gates and go away. Yeah, yeah. shut the gates. Yes. Sound like you live in a manor. Oh, we do. Close the <laughs> gates. <laughs> we close the gates every night. Keeps the riffraff out. <laughs> So, things falling from trees. Well, we've already had one example of that with um, oh, yourself. A, a branch hitting is in my head. Um, but you've got a couple of stories. I do. I don't know if it's just where I live now that there just seems to be an excess amount of oak trees. But I honestly thought someone had fired a gun at me the other day. This massive acorn came out of nowhere, slammed into my windscreen, and there was a, I had to check myself, there was a moment I thought I'd been shot. You know that scene in Friends where the, they're going for the drive along in the police oh, car yes. and, yeah. and a car backfires and yeah. Joey lunges for a sandwich. Yes. There is a man who's got his priorities right. <laughs> he lunges for the sandwich and his motto in life is Joey doesn't share food. And it's, it's, correct it is the correct thing if you want to if you want a pudding you order one you don't eat mine that doesn't work (laughs) no sir or madam yeah yeah, it uh, i had to pull into the slow lane slow it really my heart was going it was the loudest bang i think i've ever heard and now it seems to happen every other well i don't drive every other day but (laughs) Yeah. every other trip <laughs> well it is that time of year where it's uh, leaves and and things falling from the trees um we were out at uh 
Devil's Punch Bowl on Monday of last week, and the number of conkers that are on the ground is, is incredible. So, yeah. and you know, it's very prolific with trees of, of all sorts. There is absolutely glorious. Um, but there, it is definitely things falling off tree season. Um, yes, without yeah. a shadow of doubt, I had a pigeon hit the windscreen of the car once. Um, no. I think the pigeon was okay; it flew off, but it did crack the windscreen. So that no. was that was that was quite expensive to uh, to repair. And I've got a tiny little chip that has been filled, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's not looking good. No. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it will survive this winter. No, it doesn't. I'm not sure I have them on, on my car. I've had that good few years, and that's been okay, but it's it's never as clear as you think it's going to be mm. at all. Um, and the other thing that um, narrowly hit me when I was riding a motorbike was a golf ball. No. <laughs> yes, the uh, the road ran alongside the, the, the golf course um, near Compton by the A3, oh, yeah. and uh, it bounced about a foot in front of me and then went over my head. And then went on. That could have ended badly. So on a motorbike. Well, very badly. Yes. Um, yeah, quite a lot harder to hit as well. Um, but yes, perilously close to the road there. Not not sure that's a brilliant yeah. idea. And uh, I, don't, I don't know where, you know, if you, if you have an accident as a result, whether there's, there must be a liability on the golf. Right. How could you know who the golfer is? It must be on the, I'd assume the golf club. Don't know. No, don't know. I suppose you'd have to track them down first, but... Um, Yes, well, uh, yes. Lots of things dropping on and being fired at you whilst on the road, and none of them are a particularly good no, thing. Um, not not good for the pigeons <laughs> either. Right, uh, yes, and talking of driving, we've got uh, Google Maps. Yeah, yes, which I mean, you're an avid user of Waze, which I've never really got on with, to be honest. It seems a bit chaotic for my it, liking. I have gone off Waze recently for similar reasons why I try not to use Google Maps, and you're not going to enjoy this, but my favourite now is actually the apple maps that come with the iphone no i'm not gonna like that <laughs> yes not a massive apple fan um so yes yeah, so google maps i think i mean they bought ways a few mm. years back and i think some of the uh, understandably the technology in ways which was very good if you got on with it was brilliant i think has leaked into into google maps uh to a degree uh, and I know that I spent a bit of time driving up to Cheltenham and back. And there was one occasion there was a horrible accident on the M4. And it sent me... Uh, I don't think I went drove on the motorway between Cheltenham and home. And it took four hours, which is about mm, half an hour, maybe three quarters of an hour longer than normal. But it diverted me around the accident, but also around the diversion, which is also that, uh, yeah. backlogged somewhat. Um, so that I was really impressed with that, and I sort of have had this mantra of always follow Google. If it tells you to go somewhere different, and you think, why on earth has it done that? Then you follow it because it knows about the blockages and it directs you. That's around how it. I used to feel about ways. Yes. However, what was interesting last year, uh, we took our classic mini on the Italian job, and there was three of us all with Google Maps in somewhere in Italy. And we were working our way back home through uh, Switzerland and France. And we, we were discussing the route. And we pulled up the route on, a, on the three phones. And they were all different. And I have this theory that what it tries to do is direct you through on different routes. Because obviously, if it's only going to pick one route from A to B, then everybody using Google Maps is going to go that way, which just causes traffic chaos. So if you can direct people in slightly different ways, and maybe it takes a couple of minutes longer you're not really going to notice until you're going down a road that says single track lane, no passing places, which is the worst words you can, you can 
with your legs <laughs> and no idea where you are and you're literally in the middle of nowhere and all you've got is mud on the side of the road it's um yeah, it's not a very welcoming sign, to be honest. So I've gone off the idea a little bit, um, and we've got a little sat-nav for the Mini, which we use in the other cars as well. I mean, it, I find sat-navs very good for the last bit, where you're struggling to find somewhere, and for working out how long it takes to get somewhere. But I, I do think we've lost the golden era, of, certainly, of Google Maps. Yeah, it definitely feels like when it, it takes you, I find, sometimes takes you the quickest way no matter what kind of road it is which isn't necessarily the quickest way because you have to drive a lot slower because it's windy tight can't single track like you said it also lags oh i don't find any problem with lagging at all and i I drive past the exit and i i look at it and think that looks like that's where i should have gone and then two minutes later it's like rerouting me because that's where i should have gone oh interesting yeah. No, I've not I've not had that problem. That could at be all. a GPS um, issue from my phone though, maybe, rather than It could well be uh, too much running on your phone or you bought the wrong phone. <laughs> well Apple Maps works perfectly fine. <laughs> oh jolly good. Well excellent. <laughs> excellent. And there was a bit of an incident in the grumpy household with Google Maps a few weeks ago with a, a Mercy dash over to the village hospital in Hazelmere, uh, which is, is not far as the crow flies. And there are roads that are pretty much a straight line between here and there. If you go the long way round, um, then it would take quite a long while, obviously. That's why it's called the long way round, isn't it? <laughs> it um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, but unfortunately, and I, and I strongly suspect it was operator error because there was another incident the following day uh, where a half an hour journey after an hour um the uh, the member of the grumpy household hadn't quite made it <laughs> goodness only and then, and then seemed to be going through another village in the wrong direction and was then sent down a variety of very small roads and then suddenly popped out in the middle of hazel you know um, what that brings to mind though i feel like if there was somebody in that car with them the conversation would have been oh no it's fine I know where I'm going and then halfway through the journey oh no I'm not too sure where I'm going now actually is it this way yes that does seem very familiar well interestingly we came back on Monday from Devil's Punch Bowl through Hazelmere oh gosh we saw the most amazing Chinese takeaway <laughs> in the middle of Hazelmere it's called Wokstar that's a great name Wokstar it's just Wokstar. Bri- it's the most brilliant name for a Chinese takeaway ever Wokstar yes um, and yes, indeed, there is a road closed. So the main road that mm. takes you through to Dunsfold is closed, or Chillingfold rather, is is closed, which causes a bit of a bit of a diversion, but nothing major, and doesn't explain some of the directions taken. But again, I think that comes down to Google Maps saying, "I'm not going to send mm. everybody this way. I'm going to send some people this way," and you end up going through some roads. You go, "Where on earth am I?" And when the doubt sets in, that's when you start doing crazy yeah. items U-turns and, and, and turning turn left at the top of the hour and mm. things like that so yes so google maps yeah i lost its luster i think a mm. little bit trying to be too clever maybe yes i think so i think so but and that's yeah it's a development thing people that develop software that tend to like to make it better all yeah. the time um, and, and I guess it's a step in the right direction. And, and you know, if I lived on a route that Google Maps was forcing drivers past all of the time, I'd be quite grateful for a reduction in traffic. So there are some, there are benefits to it. 
it's, it's not all lose-lose. Uh, unless, of course, you're in the middle of um, the Surrey countryside. Now I've got a clue where you are. That's caused a few problems. Anyway, other, other podcast section, and I um, there's there's quite a quite a few of them. Some of them are quite controversial. I've been listening to this week, um, yeah. so I'm going to stay away from those. Uh, and the one I'm going to pick is the Collecting Cars podcast with Chris Harris. Now, some of you will know Chris from uh, Top Gear. Uh, he's also a very good journalist and a, and a, and a good race driver as well uh often called monkey harris uh due to a character in only fools and horses back in the 80s who you never saw but was referred to as as monkey harris and apparently one of the early publications he was working on somebody nicknamed him monkey harris and and it stuck anyway so he's he's got some really good people that he's interviewed i mean gordon murray who is one of my all-time heroes um uh, who's i nearly ran over what? in shelford once yes so starstruck that you hit him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's walking in the middle of the road. To be honest, I mean, he's a big lad. Uh, he's quite hard to miss, and he, he does uh, he does share my tendency to wear a loud shirt on uh, on occasions. So he's quite hard to to miss. But um, he was sort of well, just sort of wobbling really in the entrance to the business park where but he still has an office, and uh, I was working. So that's my claim to fame with Gordon Murray. Uh, but he's got a, a superb uh, podcast with Nicky Grist, who was uh, for some time Colin McRae's co-driver, uh, and it really he he's in the golden age of rallying, or the, the tail end of it, as far as I'm concerned. So it's a long old uh, podcast. Um, it's three, nearly three and a half hours, uh, but it is worth listening to because he he talks very affectionately about the sports. His relationship with Colin, which was um, a bit frosty at times, Colin was uh, a genius behind the wheel, but uh, very shy as a person. And uh, people that are very shy often come across as being a bit uh, rude and brusque. But um, yeah, really good. Um, not all of them worth listening to, but uh, most of them are. Uh, so if you'd like a bit of motoring uh, folklore, then uh, certainly Collecting Cars podcast is the one to listen to. Okay, Lippy, so next week, what have we got so planned? Next week, we have a What Should We In a Full English Breakfast? Now, I've had a couple of those uh, over the last week or so. so I've oh, got good experience. Uh, I, 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 well, good experience and uh, quite, quite a list, list as well. Uh, after that, we have post-it notes and digital post-it notes. Now, you came up with the post-it notes and I'm a big fan of digital post-it notes so we'll have a little chat about that next week and then as a household of cat owners do cats have owners or staff I think we all know we the answer do, to that but I have learned some very interesting facts about cats fantastic we well, look forward to those so that's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to thank our sponsors. However, we don't have any. So here's Lippy pitching for a job. I'm currently unemployed, thanks COVID, and looking for an office management role. So if you need an extremely organised and hardworking office manager, then pop me a line. If you're enjoying our rambling podcast and can spare a few pennies to help with our hosting costs, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Lippy and Grumpy and also leave a good review or a bad one. If you have a topic you'd like covered, please leave us a message via our website, lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye.